Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Keith Reza, uh, Alan Lee will not be here today, uh, but we have a great, this is our first uh, show back in studio since the pandemic, and my guest, a very funny guy, you've seen him in Mrs. Dalfire, my favorite movie, The Rocketeer, right. Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. the great Rick Overton. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course. Hey, low five. Oh, with the knee, with the legs. Come on, low oh, five. Pound, pounded it. So, uh... Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is great. Are you from Sherman Oaks? Because you know this area pretty well. No, but I kind of know the hood. You yeah. know, I just like it so much. <laughs> but no, I don't like it enough that everyone should move here. Right. Like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like stay away. This is my spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. You know, you don't want to you don't want to do park just because parking's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the world parking. <laughs> Parking is good because this is a new studio. At the old studio, we had valet parking. Yeah, right. But now it's just parking on the street, and you don't have to wait 20 minutes for your car. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to walk 20 to get to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Rick, how's it going, buddy? You've been, uh, you know, yeah. uh, but it looks like this city's starting up again. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going in. Uh, Do you have any shows coming up, live shows coming up? I have one. It's uh, going to be this Saturday at 8 o'clock. At the uh, Freeway Funk Yard comedy show. Oh. Uh, yeah. That and, sounds fun. Uh, look it up, and it's on Eventbrite, and uh, there's going to be two shows, but I'm on the first one. And great lineup of uh, very funny people. Yeah. You should and, ask uh, to do the second one, too. Or, or uh, are you over? Well, let's the... not be. <laughs> come on now. A lot of people very anxious to get back on a live stage. Again. Yeah. That kind of a little bit, you know, me first, even. <laughs> To take two shows away when people have been doing Zoom. I've turned into a Zoombie from the amount of Zooms I've done as a rule. You know, yeah. I've had maybe a thousand. I, I have a light ring suntan now around my face <laughs> from the amount of Zooms I've done. Uh, I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to start it. There's so many Zooms I've done. I'm going to start a union. Yeah. Uh, a Zoom union. Zag. Uh, a Zoom <laughs> Attendees Guild. And then there's a Zig, which is Zoom Interested. They're interested. They're watching, but they might not contribute. <laughs> but I, And then there's no, there's no benefits for you, but I do want you to kick some money back in, and you'll start to see some feedback and uh, swag, like a mug or something. <laughs> is after there a GoFundMe? All set. <laughs> is there a GoFundMe? <laughs> no. We're going to be going with the new GoFund Yourself. <laughs> That's the new system we're going to be using. Yeah. Why don't you go fund yourself? Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a. Be- I think that's a better name than go fund me. Go fund yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Take a flying leap and go fund yourself. <laughs> uh, I said this before the show, but I have to say it again because uh, my mentor and my boss and the guy I tour with, he w- he listens to the show all the time, and I told him you were going to be on. Oh, it. great. Uh, Norm told me, thank you Norm. so much for being nice to him. <laughs> Norm, love you, man. Comic genius. Uh, yeah. Kind words from a great, brilliant, brilliant guy. Did you guys work like, together really on the man. Dennis he's Miller? A, he's just a great guy. Yeah. Uh, did you guys work together on Dennis Miller on writing? Or no? Uh, no, but we were friends throughout. We yeah. shot the same day on the HBO comedy specials back in the early 90s. Yeah. 
And uh, so they break the nights up, and it was this uh, theater in Chicago. And uh, I got two shows out of it, and it, one night... I get one show one night, and he gets one show, and we both do it. And then the next night, the same thing. Wear the same clothes, match everything, you know? And then you come back and do it again. And it was, it was a great row of tapings yeah. where I got to see this, this elemental genius of what he did, you know? Hey, there, there, Bob, you know? <laughs> the sarcasm played in this, this really down-to-earth way. Yeah. All these wild concepts. It's very dangerous that way because your your brain lets them right in. Yeah, I I, I love him. Uh, I mean, he's one of my best friends. But as an artist, I love him because he's so fearless. Yeah, he's fearless, yeah. and he's great on SNL. Yeah, he was great. He was like the highlight in so many different things, and a great impressionist. <laughs> and you know, a lot of things that people don't know, he was also great at. Yeah, you know, and uh, his acting is fantastic. So yeah. So, uh, speaking of acting, mm -hmm. uh, I do actually have one more question about the, the Chicago... Uh, Give him a hug for me. I will, definitely. Uh, 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 you said you shot the, the specials like one night, two nights. I one think it was one or two nights, yeah. So did uh, he, did was, you, or it was the same night in a row, but you know, your brain's all over the place at that point. Did you do the late show or the first show? Like how, how, I think uh, you have to, oh, maybe that's what it is. You have to do both. Okay. And... And they just push the house out and load a new one in yeah. so that they don't sit through your stuff again. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so they have usually two crowds waiting yeah. on reservation to get in. Yeah. How, how many uh, of those specials did you do? Because I know those were half hour specials. Half hour. Yeah. 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 I think you overshoot just a little bit, but yeah. not very much. I think a half hour special is actually perfect because I think like a lot of comics now, like they, they try and reach for multiple hours and like mm. a lot of you know, hours aren't really special material. That's tough, man. You know what I mean? It's tough. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're up against so many different walls at once uh, and just basis of comparison yeah. where you're going up against everyone else's one-hour special and they were going up against everyone else's one-hour special. And so it's all trying to find out where your brush stroke goes in the Museum of Paintings <laughs> that look, some of them look similar after a, a while, you know? Yeah. You have you have to be sort of an art aficionado to know which guy is really doing what, and not everybody gets the booklet for that. They're just going, huh, hmm. <laughs> they're walking through the museum, you know, and, and they have to consider all those things, too. Yeah. Now, how has comedy changed from, like, the 80s to the 90s to now? Like, because I know now it's more Internet-based, like uh, a booker will watch someone set on the Internet. And yeah, say, right. And, like, you know, back in the day, it was word of mouth, and, you know, it was more... I feel more based on talent than it is on uh, how many views on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It seems like you know the movie Predator, the with the alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he pulls the mask down, all he can see is your heat. Yeah, <laughs> and just he goes for the brightest orange thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it seems like they're not looking for what you're doing. It's just what's what shows up on my mask yeah. of infrared. I just want the hottest thing. <laughs> Not the the one with the most light. Yeah. See that that, yeah. that that's that's the same with me. Like uh, when it, when I interview people, like I don't really care how many listeners I have. I just enjoy the talk, and I feel each talk makes me a better artist. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's the way to do it. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So and sure. you, you had a podcast too. The the, mm -hmm. the overview overview, yeah. and I was on the side show network. That's what, it. That's it. it. And and you can find it on uh, uh, iTunes iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review, right? 
But you're not doing five. it. I got 50. I, got, I did 5 That's it. Knocked them out. And I like what I did. And then that was that. Yeah. You ever think about bringing it back? Or? Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Something it might that. happen. <laughs> you never know. The overview. The overview 2.0. 2.0. 2.0. And now movies. You're also a great actor. I recognize you from one of my favorite movies, uh, Mrs. Dalfire. <laughs> you know, where uh, smoking or non-smoking. Oh, <laughs> that's very kind. I just had a lot of fun. Like, you know, a lot of these things are sort of done on a whim of would you like to come up and have some fun and that kind of thing because so, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of fine actors could have done the part yeah but this is because you know it is because we're pals and it was great and well, i'm very grateful i wanted to ask you like uh because uh as an actor you know you're known mostly for your comedy your improv and your stand-up do you get a lot of work based on that or do you actually audition uh, both okay and you should know how to do both Really? You should know how to do a, a reading, a cold reading. You should know how to bring some sort of a solid-looking-ish character in 45 minutes of having printed the page out to yourself and sort of running it to yourself at red lights yeah. and then in the parking spot for a little bit before you come up to do the audition. Uh and try to create what would be the equivalent of six weeks of working with your partner in, or a theater scene if yeah. it were a theater piece, but you got to you got to just crash this thing out. Well, see, I think that's Go also like choices. I also think like that's like one of the bright sides of of we were talking earlier how like the internet is probably terrible for comedians, but it's also maybe a bright side for like auditions because you could keep recording yourself, send in what you feel yeah is your best. Yeah, that's the upside to not having anyone bouncing back or feeding back <laughs> so, at all yeah. with you, you know. So, and I'm lucky; I have my manager bouncing back with me. Yeah. So I go to his office and we record, and that's you know the way we get it out. And yeah. It's not uh, uh, not the way it used to be. Yeah. Where you could drive all over creation, and you got all that four oh five tension in your shoulders, and you got to let it go because you got to be this guy in the scene, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think you have a great bring it into the room. I think you have a great manager because he actually said yes on wanting to uh, about letting Bruce me. Bruce is great. Yeah, Bruce Smith. He's so. great, and he. Uh, He's also a fine photographer. Have a look at his work online. Yeah. He's knocking it out. He captures artists in a wonderful way. Yeah. But uh, a lot of managers say no, especially right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I don't like oh, yeah. no managers. <laughs> like a good manager should be someone who turns a no into a yes. You know what I mean? A good manager uh, should be looking out if that no or yes is really in the best interest of the, not you know of the yeah. client first and then in the service to whatever else is being done. Yeah. And this is a great idea for me to do this. <laughs> Cuz you know this is a really good thing you're doing. So yeah. it's it all works. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, it's yeah. it's mutual. He yeah. just he he knows when something's good. Yeah. All right. He's smart, yeah. you know. Rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so uh about the movies uh when you uh, you do a lot of improv, do, do they yes. go, do they go into the script or do you like how do you do that? Because <laughs> I know there's a script, but I also know like as a comic, you probably improv some lines. Yes, that, both okay. and and more than half of my IMDb, you could see I've done some improv on. And yeah. there's that little there's places where in in films there's just that much wiggle room for everybody, and then there's this much for some people, and and a little bit, and then sometimes none. Right. Just do it. And the improv is you said those lines. Right. And that's as close as you get. 
and learn to be good at that and learn to find every bit of that nuance that can be given yeah. and look like it's in your skin. Yeah. And then there's places where I'm working on like uh, Groundhog Day, working with Rick Dukeman and Bill Murray and Harold, of course, was a Second City guy. Yeah. So he loved improv. We improvised all that. I came up with sliding around on the ice. I can't open the door. Physical drunk. I came up. I have to almost throw up the whole time. And we played off that. Bill Murray goes, uh, Flapjacks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's his bit. He gave that to me. He whispered it in my ear. We go, okay, just do that. And I go, yeah, 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 good, good. How can I can have some more flapjacks, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> And whoa, 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 and you're going to throw up and say, no, both, I think. You know, he goes, both, I think. I mean, like, I, yeah. yeah, it was great, great. And it's like pro wrestling. Okay, into the thing, routine six. <laughs> and Harold loved it. You know, he said, give one for me and for the script, and then let's just play some more and play some more. Yeah. And then once he trusts that you play some more, they kind of let you play throughout other things. Well, like, for example, like, that that's a question, but it's a two-question in the same question. Like, when... Uh, Harold's directing you or directed you, you know, a comic genius in, in himself. And then you're working with Bill Murray, who's also uh, a comic genius. Comic you know what I mean? Like, yes. how does that, like, that just makes the pie more perfect. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it ups your game. Yeah. And if there's a point when you should be, your gratitude should show up in the form of just nailing it yeah. and not backing away from it. Yeah. But your gratitude is, you got this opportunity, now stomp it, you know? Yeah. Doesn't mean hit anybody else, just means it, that thing, that thing in you and that thing in your performance. Just grab and possess it. And knock it out of the park. Knock that out of the park. Yeah. And that's, it's what everyone else in the scene wants. They want, it, they to, want it, it to be good. Yeah, be, it should be that good that they're proud they were also in that scene. Yeah, they love. They also love the scene for the same reasons you do. Then, because your brain has to, at some point, come around to the idea that maybe you really are in this other club, even if only briefly. Yeah. When you uh, when you film stuff, do you go into the mine as a stand-up, or do you go into the mine as an improv or, uh, actor? I don't know if I could separate them. Really, I, I always brought the two along. You know, when I do my stand-up, I've got a I've got a special coming out. On Comedy Dynamics uh, on oh, the twenty second of this twenty uh, second of this month, and it's going to be Rick Overton's uh, first set list stand up special, and it's the game set list where they project the topics of your stand up on the act, monitor, and you and turn you and you just start talking like it's out yeah. of nowhere, but it was always your act, yeah. and you got to do it like it was something you've known for a long time, but your your mind is just inventing like a locomotive right now yeah. and then you turn and another one you do like five in a row so i do a, a bunch of those in a row and i made it into a special and oh, so it's that's be, awesome uh, so i just want to give it a try you know and, sh and to show everybody that you can trust you can trust that part of your brain when you're making stuff because that's that's the part of you that ever made anything brand new yeah and it's also writing on stage it's at the speed of light yeah it's, you know, consciously, consciously riffling through your old Rolodex of words in your conscious mind yeah. is, is like dial-up. And improv is out of your gut, and it's like just high-speed internet. Yeah. It just changes the way it flows out of your mouth because you got your 
this sluggish analog smoking <laughs> device out of the way and let your gut, which runs like an animal, like a feral animal, it is feral intellect, <laughs> and it's smarter than us. Have you ever seen a comedian to do set list maybe get easier topics than you and you think oh fuck i wanted those topics or something well, or- I, I i i think instead of that i just also start writing for that one too in my head i just don't say anything because i'm watching the show right okay nothing and there's nothing to say to anyone you don't share your version of it with anyone because they're going oh yeah thanks for not liking my version you know? <laughs> oh that was better than what i did when i was sweating my ass off yeah thanks for that thanks for taking the time to tell me that as a note like how, like, how do i use that note when it's improv right so I don't share those things, but I think every comic's kind of. Oh, yeah. I wish I could. You just let it happen. You know what? It's just your brain staying in shape. That's all. Because when it's your turn to get up there and do it again, it's that's that same device. So except now you're talking. I do think every comic does do that, even on regular shows too. Like they'll think, okay, how can like not. Like, say if you see someone perform, but you could be like, okay, here's how I would do it in that person's third. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you would be... Exactly. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'd pretend I'm Rick Overton right now, and I would do this. You know what I mean? Well, I wouldn't pretend the Rick Overton part. Oh, really? Oh, who would you pretend to be? Because I'm I'm saying, like, if I saw you, I I would pretend to be you. You would pretend to be Rick Overton. Yeah. You don't need that part. Oh, okay. Just say what you would say as you. Just take the Rick part out, and what would your brain say? Because don't leave that thing in the way. Right. Oh. You don't need that part. All you need is the now. Oh, now I got the mic. Go. <laughs> Start talking. Right. Swim. You're sinking. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Sometimes it's fun. Get that to other sink. crap out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No, but I mean the part you're working on, the part you want exercised. Yeah. Uh, is just that instinct part. It'll just go, yeah, the hell with that. You got out of the way. Excuse me. <laughs> I got to breathe. I got to swim. And another thing that like people don't realize about improving versus stand-up. A stand-up, I think it's fair to say you want every joke to be hilarious. And I think on improving, what people don't understand is you're working with a team or sometimes three or four people. And you got to be the guy who doesn't always have to get the laughs. You know what I mean? And traditionally, those are the two sides before set list the set oh. list removes the team oh really okay you're improvising without the team now yeah because you're improvising you're looking at the suggestion you're turning around talking so it's what you would be doing if they told you you're a bunch of uh cowboys on a cattle run and go but there's nobody else right so, so there's no one to bounce cowboy. on it can't be anybody else's fault <laughs> yeah and but it's you telling a story as yourself but completely making up Liars Club, defending the idea of whatever it is. It, it'll be more than just one word. It'll be kind of a weird suggestion, and it puts you in a corner, which I like. And sometimes I'll set it up by really saying something that will this word will be perfectly to set me up, and it'll be the most unperfect word on purpose, <laughs> and then I have to really dig my way out of it, you know. You ever tell like a joke that uh, it, like because when I read scripts on my script writing class, you know, sometimes I'll mess up the joke, but I'll go with it like I, mm-hmm. that's part of the script. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like that's a good tool as a comic just to not admit you messed up. Just go with it. You know, it, it's not so much the admitting as the going with yeah. and sometimes admitting it was a mess up. Yeah. Like is the best going with there is for a stand up. Uh, <laughs> 
You can't stay cool forever. Your vulnerability has to be the thing that links everybody to you at some point. Yeah. Cool is the opposite of that because cool is everything you didn't show everyone. That's true. That's true. I also feel like people who act cool don't really make the greatest uh, stand-up comic You can't. You're playing on the opposite side of where you need to be. You need to be on the side where everyone's empathizing with you and they can't do that. From a place where you, there's no place to put the empathy because you're too cool. The wall doesn't let empathy in. That's true. There's nothing to link it to. <laughs> That's true. You're set. You're good. <laughs> if you're cool, you don't need my empathy. <laughs> I'm going to save it for someone who's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Now, I'm gonna, I feel like the hero <laughs> aiming it towards someone like that. Yeah. I look at it like uh, you would never see the popular guy do any. A form of the arts like comedy or improv, you know, because like they'll they'll only take it the one direction of hey, I'll say it cool. But I think like the awkward person or the person who, you know, wasn't very known is probably best at that because they could change the dynamics like that. And it also depends on what you're doing with the comedy. Yeah. And I think it's, are you punch as long? I think as long as you're not punching down. Yeah. And you're not. Punching the person who needs empathy. Right. You can be on level with them, I think, or just leave them alone as long as you're not stomping on them. Yeah. And then I think punching up is fine. Because you want to reach the Curlin punched up. Yeah. He was always David against Goliath. Yeah, that's true. Explain what David and Goliath is. I'm sorry. (laughs) What was that? I was just making a joke. Oh, well, explain what David and, and Goliath are. Yeah. Oh, like, I see. I, I, I was just throwing you a set list. I don't know. Oh, the, yeah, yes. Well, <laughs> I think uh, they were a, a clay animation <laughs> series from the, uh, I believe, early 60s <laughs> that were done uh, by a, a sort of a spiritually very based in Christianity group that uh, that believed... Uh, that that Davy was this young kid, and Goliath was his big Great Dane dog who could also talk. Right, he had the gift of speech, but was stupid even for a dog, and yet could speak. A lot of ironies in the series. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, now it, get on YouTube, <laughs> see if I'm making this part up. Oh my God, <laughs> am I not making this part up? Those guys were tripping. Right. It's also uh, it's also fascinating because uh, I believe I read your family was in the music biz. Is that accurate or not re- accurate? It's accurate. So how does that? Why? What did you think? Oh no! You're, oh, you were looking at me like I misread about it. my parents. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say uh, how does the music like because a lot of, you know music people go into music and you went into comedy. Right. Yeah. So, like, what was that adventure like? Well, you know, it's like they did the music thing, and it skipped over me and went to my brother. Check out Steve Overton yeah. on YouTube. Uh, he's brilliant. They, he got music gift. He's he got the music. Really gift. got it. He got it. Like, got it. Everything that I was supposed to get just jumped over me and just went just dumped onto him. <laughs> he's got it all. He completely produces and sings and does everything yeah. on his own on his uh, music from A to Z. And it's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, my father was Thelonious Monk's big band arranger. 
and taught cool. at Juilliard in the new school and helped invent bebop jazz and was uh, in, if you ever hear about the Jazz Loft series or the Jazz Loft, the documentary, that's my dad's loft. There's a new movie called Minamata uh, about Eugene Smith, the photographer. That was my dad's partner in the building. So in a way, the movie's about your dad, but they just say it's about Eugene. No, he's just a part. It's the other way around. <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah. My dad was a part of an element in that. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So if you wanted the history, that's it. Uh-uh. And then my mother was also in music. She was in the uh, Ray Heatherton's Heathertones and then moved over to be in the Cordettes. Oh, that's awesome. And they did Lollipop and Mr. Sandman. She was not in the recording run. You know the way Ink Spots and groups will lose a member but keep the name of the group? Yeah. And then that member will go on and franchise one entire whole new group around the one original member, and another one will leave and franchise one whole group around the member. Yeah, it's kind of like NSYNC. Uh, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Well, you know, as much as it seems like, oh, that's a modern reference for it, it probably is the same exact dynamic. Right. You're too old. You're 19. You're out. <laughs> You can go to the the bar with all the thirty five year old menudo guys getting drunk because you know yeah. they tossed me when I was eighteen. <laughs> now I have a I I don't like asking fanboy questions, but I do have one fanboy question, if I may. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask it anyway. Okay, <laughs> all right, fire away. So the Rogateer, I I know you were only in a scene, but did when you when you did it, did you know that? Uh, it was going to be, because I don't think it did well at the box office, but did you know that it was going to be like a movie that really touches people? I just love Joe's work. Yeah. And, I, you know, he doesn't get the credit for being, I think, the the best superhero director around. Yeah. He gives, because he gives them a moral basis and core. that They're not like cynical semi-villains like all the other guys. They're just really just good guys. And they're the normal Captain America, people. he throws himself on the grenade because he thought he was going to save others. Like, you don't see most other superheroes doing it. That's a sad part of life I have some philosophy about. But now I have to <laughs> crash through masonry because I'm angry at one guy. I have to destroy your city to avenge one guy who shoved my mom. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, they've been turned into kind of sociopaths now, you know. And narcissistic, yeah. And narcissistic, it's about them and their agenda. Hey, dude, you just destroyed the city, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it reflects today's real world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Like, my favorite superheroes are movies where it's not like that. Like, Captain America, I love. Isn't Dick Tracy. Yeah. yeah. So when I went on the set of... Uh, you know, I didn't know what I was going to get when I went on the set there. Right, okay. Because I was just showing up to see the clamshell <laughs> open up, and I want to see the wire work when it's flying, because I'm an effects nerd, so yeah. I want to see him. How was that? Pack. Was that cool? It was amazing. Oh, all right. stunt man was great, and uh, bashing into the ice sculpture and all that stuff, <laughs> and he said, Joe was this? I said, hey, you wanna, you know, do you want to be in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slick your hair back. You can't cut your hair, right? Oh, Can we just look at back? Uh. Duck it in the collar. Yeah. Okay. And then, because I just thought it was going to be in the background. He said, right. hey, hey, do you want a line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gave me, he said, how about the title of the movie? I said, oh, yeah, give me the title of the movie. That's great. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know it, it's the flying man. The one that it. It's the rocketeer. And yeah. So I get to say the name of the movie. Oh. 
And Joe, <laughs> Joe gave you that because he was friends with you. That's right. Uh-huh. We met on, uh, we, we became friends on Willow when he was working at EFX on Willow. Oh. Willow's the, the Val Kilmore movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin Pollack and I were the two little brownie guys, and we <laughs> held the record for the most amount of superimposed little people in a movie uh, since the Disney epic Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> we broke Darby O'Gill's record for little people spliced into shots. Do you, do you think that you still have that record? I don't know anymore. Now with Lord of the Rings, I think they beat us. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I it think was a Lord of the run. Rings, a twenty-year run, wasn't <laughs> bad though to hold an effect. And there was the movie that invented uh, morphing. Oh, was invented for that movie when he's waving the wand around and trying to turn her back into a, a the witch again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that they had to come up with an effect for it, so they did morphing. And everyone used it after that. Michael Jackson was the next one to use it after that. With the, you're black, you're white. You know that song and the face would keep shifting every time the, the actor would snap their head right. to a different person? Wait, was this the thriller? or No. Uh, oh. Michael Jackson, yeah. the, the pop star. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did a movie? Yes, the pop oh. star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, and, yeah, and he did a video right after. I, I can't remember the na- the exact name for the song, but it's about people uh, snapping their heads. Oh, okay. And it's like dead zombies or something? No, 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 no. That's, uh, I'm thinking of someone else. Though. That's Thriller. Oh, okay. That's Thriller. That was... Uh, I'm not a music buff. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, but they, I'm just saying that you. But I just know in sync. Do you like effects though? A, a fox? Uh, no, I mean like special effects. Oh, not really. But ah, I, okay. I, I enjoy the stories of them. Like if I like the story, like Rocketeer, I love the story. So I love. Oh, weren't the effects great on that movie for the time? For the, they're yeah. still great. Yeah, I mean definitely. It's it's funny how like special effects nowadays like they're. They're major computer generated when in the you know nineties or the eighties they were generated, but like and during that time, I'm sure they were great. There were computers involved, yeah, camera passes repeating on a track back and forth as the layers of detail went in, reload, go back in, and everything has to be plated together yeah. and now just computer does one giant flat thing, you know yeah how 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 like when you're on a set on a movie that you're filming do you like do you talk to the grips and do you talk to the cameraman and you you find out what they're doing and all that every stuff? single time oh that's awesome since day 1 on the set so that's like school so especially too. since ILM I did it every day on the set you know? yeah I would nerd my way around to this and oh yeah I know this and like when I did Grimm you know the show Grimm yeah I played a werewolf in that and uh I thought for sure I was going to have to go into hours of makeup. But I was like, we're getting up to lunch. And the next scene, the next scene is he transforms into a werewolf. And I was just snacking, eating my carrot stick and going, doesn't anyone want to put me in that? Oh, no, 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 we're going to grid you. And I stay in front of the grid and it paints the green lines on me. Normal face, happy, angry, monster, you know. (laughs) Now, same here. Turn all the way around. Yeah. They go, go to lunch. <laughs> and I come back and they go, Do we need the dots? You know, the locator dots. So for yeah. motion capture can recognize where your face is moving around so it can make the facial features move on the other thing. Yeah. Uh, they said, No more dots. New download. You don't need dots anymore. Wow. And I thought for sure. So instead, I'm. <laughs> 
with just my regular face. Yeah. And it looks look kind of stupid when I'm doing it just as me. But when you see it as the monster, it does not look stupid. It looks amazing. And this was back in 2015. It was just amazing. And uh, the what's it called? Green screen. Uh, like that's yeah, yeah. They don't even have it anymore. You don't need that anymore. Really? It just knows where you are. But it, it, that's not the part that changed. It just changed my face. Oh my god! It went past all that. Yeah, that's awesome. Facial recognition. You know that stuff that we're all so scared of. <laughs> it's been around for a long time. Yeah. I'm terrible at facial re- uh, rec- recognition because I, I have Asperger's, so I only see one face. So, like, it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pound. <laughs> For the folks at home uh, who are listening, we just fit bumped. <laughs> oh, they're not looking at the camera thing? Oh, no, they are, but I, 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 just, I just promote the audio. I, I, I mean, low five. Another low five. Low five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I, this is why I would be a terrible actor because, like, I want to do acting, but like, I don't want to do auditioning. And I, 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 I feel if I ever, I've done a couple like stupid uh, independent films that you know. What did you do? Who'd you play? I, uh, I did a movie called Terrible People. I was a bank robber and I died. Oh, was that fun? Uh, the dying part was because I didn't want to. Did like, you get a pack? Uh, what do you? What, a like, squib. No, it was like an independent school thing. Oh, you yeah. grab, grab your chest and go down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a cop shoots me. How'd you die? A cop shot me. And how do you feel you did? I felt I did. I died pretty good. You went right flat down? Yeah, I just like, ah. Uh, yeah. And I had like three lines in the whole thing. I was, take the money until I die. Was a stunt death? Did you? I think I did it in two takes. I just fell down and. Uh, hey, if you don't have to reset the shirt <laughs> for the oh man, the guilt if you mess up a squib death. Yeah. Oh. Boom. Oh 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 ow! <laughs> oh, now God, oh man, wardrobe. Oh God, <laughs> that's forty-five minutes minimum. You know. Yeah, but like uh, that was like uh, that was, I was actually just thinking about the, uh, the other day when they show people's death in like movies or TV show and like they'll show you the dead body. Like, what if they they breathe too heavy or something? Breathing in a dead shot in the winter yeah. is murder. <laughs> but there's a trick to it. Oh, what's the trick? Breathe through your nose. Oh, less steam. Maybe it won't read. Oh, okay. <sighs> really reads. Might not. Yeah. And it might have enough time to cool if you go slow. Especially if it's only like a 10, 15 second. Yeah. And, they're, and the, you know, the tape is up and the cops are walking past you and stuff like that. And it comes up to them. Please go up to them. <sighs> Sit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, I'll keep that in mind for terrible people, too. When we were doing. Uh... <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hey, didn't he die? In the- <laughs> no, it's his twin brother. Yeah, and he wants and, and he wants revenge. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I always wanted to be like um, I, because like I'm also socially awkward. So like I always I, I auditioning. I'm very like bad at it. So you're a stand up. Yeah, you're stand up comic. Exactly. So I, I think I'd be great if someone saw my comedy and say, hey. We should put that guy in the the guy at the phone booth or something. Uh, uh-huh. Be you, yeah. Uh, especially in today's market, where we can sort of make our own product up to a certain point. Now there's a a, a new latitude in digital 
camera usage and yeah. social media. There's not a lot of money in it yet, but for one to advertise who and what they truly are. You've never had a, a more open market that way, or had it be easier to produce on your own. Right. With just your laptop and a camera not much bigger than that, or just that, yeah. you can shoot your own show that really showcases like out of your heart and out of your spirit, the, the you you want the rest of the world to see. Exactly. Whereas you kind of before is so much camera equipment and everything became a committee and everything had to be by mutual agreement. Uh, who gets to really be in charge of what? Yeah. And that's all behind you now. Yeah. I just like honestly, I, I didn't want to die by a cop. I wanted to, to spend the money. Yeah. <laughs> but you need they needed a dead guy to go. Ah, we lost Joey. You idiot! You said nothing would happen on this. You know, right? Uh, you said everything was going to go fine. No, but like I'm, I'm very into scripts. Like I love, I love reading scripts. And uh, as a, as a writer, uh, you know, when you wrote for Dennis Miller and stuff, and you're, you're on these movies, uh, you said that you look for cameras and the grips and learn that process. Do you ever like really examine the writer from the script's point of view? Oh sure. Oh cool. That too. Yeah. That's another part of it. Yeah. You know, leave room in your life to do lots of these things. You. I mean, I don't, the writer isn't always there. You can't always talk with a writer like that. And right. Sometimes that happens more in a series. Is that they're going to start developing you a little more. Then they'll, they'll, they'll talk with you a little bit, you know. And they, and they see what you're sort of bringing to the, the show. Like with, um, started happening with the, the CBS short-lived series Chaos. I was one of the agents on that. And then I was uh, on another uh, more recent Showtime series called I'm Dying Up Here. And they started developing. Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey produced. And I was uh, playing the booker for The Tonight Show, the comedy booker. And they started developing a little more and more. Just, you know, just, and I didn't know what was going to happen. Just do your thing. Just try to do right by the show and by the character. Yeah. You can't always promise yourself anything beyond that. Sometimes you come away, nothing happened. You know, all you know is everyone went, hey, man, you did your part. Yeah. It's a gamble. And uh, this time, there was room for you, you know? And, but you also, you did your job. You showed up. Yeah. That's all that matters. You do these things. These should be considered basics. Yeah. They shouldn't be considered extraordinary. <laughs> they should just be, this is what you always do. Yeah. Whether you get this or whether you get that or another. Yeah. You always do this. How how have, uh, in your opinion, how has uh, stories changed from, you know, from like the 80s to the 90s to now? Because now it seems like it's more less than is better in a script. But I've read 90 scripts where, like, they literally describe everything. You mean in expository dialogue? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there are other films that had it through narration, like uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. He's, you know, Ray's got a lot of... You know, doing the rolling over footage of himself, down with the copters and the coke and all that stuff, and he's, he's describing everything. And that's another way to do it. Yeah. And sometimes a flashback is the way to do it. Uh, it's pretty rough, though, when it's the, sure, you're the most decorated cop on the force with a perfect, pristine record, except that he's a maverick and he never follows the rules and always <laughs> goes off the book. And the mayor's coming down on me, and when he comes down on me, I come down on you. <laughs> Make this sound new. Yeah. Breathe through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and uh so Uh, a couple more questions for you. Uh, if you could redo one thing in your career on movies, just the exact same way or different way, which project would you do it? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Tough one. Yeah, be you. Be you in the scene. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't don't make room in your head for too much of that. Oh. About going back in the woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know, it's too much ahead of you. Yeah. You could always do free the RAM sequel. space up for uh. what's ahead. That's all. You know, you're younger, you learn, you made a mistake, you grow, you go. Uh. Don't freeze yourself in a painting of your own past. You know, don't 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 get stuck to an old image. Uh. Improv is yes and forward. Oh, uh. yes and yes and. Not yes. I argue with you. You're a cowboy from outer space. Yes, and I'm selling hot dogs. Yeah, but you want to say like, no, I'm a and I'm C. That's like a rule breaker, right? Well. Yeah, that can add up to the wrong stuff in the long run. Yeah. There's little places to do it, but I wouldn't live by it in improv. You'll get called for it. Yeah, you just keep saying it. That's a scene, scene stomper, yeah. Yeah, you just take it. Yeah. Take it and then dish it back. Right, that's just a training for your brain to add to it. It's it's training. Who would you say is the best uh, improver you've ever improv oh, with? Oh, you know, Robin. Robin uh, Jonathan Winters, Winters yeah. Oh, uh, Jonathan sure. Winters. And then the guys from Whose Line... And the yes, Second City people, there's, I won't name names beyond that because I think there's a cadre of brilliant minds out there that on the right night, it was their night. They were the best in the world on that night. Yeah. It's not like an Olympic standard where it's met every time it's in the arena. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. circumstance has something to do with it, too. And so it's, if you know improv and you recognize all those things, you can see that those standards were met even if the exact set of responses weren't the same. Yeah. Uh, and then my last question is uh, dinner for schmucks. W- what was that? We did some improv. You know that thing where I lean over to the uh, the, the vultures eating there and go, are they cute when they're young or are they this horrible the whole time? <laughs> I was an improv. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, uh, that seemed like that entire yeah. scene was was Lots improv. of improv. <laughs> and certainly Steve, you know. Yeah. Does tons and tons of improv. Yeah. And so there was enough room for other things. And the fight with, he's got the cane out and he's doing the sword fighting, blind <laughs> sword fighting. I go, kick him in the business center. I'm just making stuff up as I go, you know, <laughs> drunk, can't get food through my mustache. And those are all things you just put in with they'll let you do it or not. Yeah. And he lets you do it. It's in. I thought that uh, that movie uh, had a, a great um, message. You know what I mean? Being, of inclusion. Yeah. And uh, not status-based. Yeah. Uh, well, I got, I got out of it is you should be nice to people. Inclusion. Yeah. Oh, that's what inclusion meant? Include oh. them. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. because he's not in your cool, rich club doesn't mean you shouldn't <laughs> include him. Yeah. He but, means nobody any harm, then invite him in. Yeah. If you, you know, you should be a little more magnanimous with your luck. <laughs> and then uh, last question about your special that's coming out at the end of the month, right? Twenty yeah, second, the twenty second of June. That's what I was told. All right. How many? How many? So we were talking earlier uh, how when you filmed your young HBO uh, special, um, the half hours you did two shows. How many sets on this one did you do? Was it a one take or one long take? Wow. And cut back a little bit. Okay. So was that nerve wracking? So starts and stops and technical difficulties, and it was a night of challenges because we just sort of out of the blue. Just found a place, set it up, brought people in. Every every part of it is an improv. Right. 
Was that was that challenging? Yes, it yeah. was all kinds of challenging. Yeah. It was like you know juggling many things at once, waiting to see what'll break next. Yeah, but you're you're proud of it. Mm, like, yeah, proud I, of the I, final they say part. it came you know came out good. So. Uh, I'm sure it came out. Great. Everyone was a wonderful. You know, you went up to Cozy's. You know what? Co- uh, not Cozy's. Uh, Flappers. Culex. 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 Woodshed. You know Culex up on. Uh, um, uh, it's Laurel Canyon, just north of Magnolia. No. On the east side, it's a fun little place, and they were looking like they might go down. Looks like they're coming back up again now. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, they got the funding to stay. Don't go away. You know, we're losing so many of the places that were great before the pandemic, and this yeah. one. She will. The shingle will go out again. I for, I, uh, I co-book a comedy club in Huntington Beach, and when this pandemic started, I I didn't think we would come back. Yeah, you know. But now, but we're, our doors are open now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So good for you. Yeah. So I mean, good. You know, we we did it in a smart way. Where like um, like money wise, we don't have a big budget to offer the artists, but we we try and take care of them. But the percentage that that's ours, we keep we kept in like our account and i think i truly feel like that is what saved us this whole year well done you know what i mean so well done it's a little asperger uh, business smart on my end <laughs> well you should be very proud of how that came out yeah you, you handled it very well yeah so nicely done oh thank you so much well uh we're out of time but oh, I, I, I was enjoying uh, this well i would love to have you back with when i when my co-host is he's on suspension right now what yeah sus- what happened I I I have a I have a real fast I have a I have a belief that uh you shouldn't argue with someone over their political views especially on air with a guest and I felt like he was going too far with our last guest and I was like you know what just take a break I don't need that energy you know what I mean because it was a bad interview I like good interviews you know what I mean you do run a good interview. Oh, thank you I so had a much. good time, and we talked about a lot of fun stuff. It was fun. And yeah. I think we also got some good notes out for young artists, you know, yeah. which I really do want to recommend everybody look into doing. Studying improv and then studying cold reading with Brian Reese, which I believe is 323-969-8989, and he's in Hollywood. Oh, and wow, he you have his uh, number. <laughs> yes, yes, well, he's... Uh, he's the best. He uh, teaches you the shortcut you need to get that acting de- scene detail for detail down in no time flat and just just make some basic choices. Stick with it. Have you ever thought about uh, running a teaching improv class yourself? I was thinking about teaching a class. If there's enough interest out there for uh, maybe online. but <laughs> I would definitely do it. I would like to see if classes are coming back to be in a live setting and then have a camera set up in the room. And it's just like mm, talking to the person, you know? Yeah. Even though it is an on-camera thing, because it'll be on-camera improv. It'll be the kind of improv you're doing for a mockumentary. Yeah. And the character choices you make for a mockumentary and how they are different from just doing regular improv. I think that's awesome. I I think uh, I think uh, classes like that, especially like geniuses, when you learn from them, that's how you can, you know, up in your game. You know, like Norm mentors me at stand-up, and I feel you awesome. landed a great mentor with it, Norm, man. Yeah. That's some pay dirt you landed right there, yeah, my friend. Yeah, I'm so thankful. Wow, that's and, a thing of beauty. And I feel, honestly, I'm only a good stand-up because of the schooling, you know what I mean? And the yeah. and I feel like if you, you know, you, like I would love to do improv and learn from you. I will work on that then. You know what I mean? You bet. All that's right. a deal. Rick, where can the folks at home follow you and support you? Uh, Twitter, at Rick Overton. All right.
uh, uh, Marilad. And uh, thanks again. You run a, a tight ship. It was really fun. All right. Uh, we're going to lock up, and then if, if I can ask you for one more favor after it's done, if I could get a picture with you. All right. He nodded. Yes. Excellent. Picture, sure. <laughs> sure, a picture. Now, what do you mean by picture? Uh, just a selfie, so I can tell friends I met you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, subscribe, rate, review to the show on Apple Podcast, and... Uh, yeah, support us. Uh, follow Rick on Twitter and hit watch out for his special on June 22nd on June Comedy 22nd. Dynamics. Comedy Dynamics. All right. I'm Keith Reza, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Keith. Of course. You're listening to Reza Riffs with Keith Reza and Alan Lee right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.